Well, when we do Bible readings in church, like we have just now, we usually choose a small part of a book uh, and we read it through together. So just a section. And that's something that Christians have always done, um, and Jewish people too, when they worshipped. So in fact, we can see Jesus himself doing that very thing exactly uh, in our reading today as he read from uh, the part of Isaiah in the synagogue. However, sometimes it is good, I find, to read uh, a whole book of the Bible through in one go. And that's why I've left some copies of the Gospel of Luke in the foyer that you can take uh, if you want. Now, um, a few years ago, I sat down myself and I read through the Gospel of Luke in one sitting. It doesn't actually take a a lot of time. Um, I'd encourage you to do that sometime yourself as well. Uh, What struck me as I did that is um, how powerful a character Jesus is in this story. Um, I just wonder if you think, what is it that makes a a character in a novel or a story good and powerful? You know, I think it's a character that you feel somehow has a life that is apart from the words that you're reading. Like, they're bigger than the story that they're in. Almost like a real-life person has been crammed into that book somehow. Um, As a Lord of the Rings fan, um, I nominate, like, say, Gandalf as a character like that. I just can't really believe he's not a real person. Um, But I want to say this because I believe that this is the experience that we have when we read about Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And, of course, I need to say I do believe Jesus is absolutely a real person, (laughs) of course. But what I found is that when I read through this Gospel is that Jesus, even just in black and white ink and the words written about him, he's a character full of life that seems to burst off the page and has power to change us. And I think this is what people have always found about Jesus and that's why we keep reading the Gospel to this very day, to get in touch with this life and this energy, this person, um, the Spirit of God, which Jesus projects in the story that we read. So I'd encourage you, let's engage with Jesus in that way today. Now, for those who've been following along, this is part of our ongoing series of called The Whole Gospel, and we're looking through the Gospel of Luke one piece at a time. And what we see emerging in the first few chapters of Luke are a number of fairly large and significant questions that are going to be answered by Jesus throughout the course of this book. What is God going to do to fulfill his promises to his people? What is the good news? What is the gospel that Christians have to offer the world? Who is the Messiah? What does that mean? And what does it mean for us now to be filled with the Holy Spirit and be part of God's kingdom in this world? So those are big big questions, and there's lots of big, complex answers that the gospel gives us, and they should change our lives when we engage with them. So that's what we're trying to do. And the reading we've had today from Luke chapter 4 is a key reading in this gospel because it really sets the agenda for the rest of the gospel that Jesus is going to do. What is Jesus going to do now that he's baptised, ready to go, he's been tested in the wilderness, he's ready to go out and minister? And in this passage, we actually hear Jesus speak for the first time um, in a positive way, under his own initiative. He's not reacting to questions that people bring him. He's not uh, reacting to temptation but he's laying out his mission and his purpose in the world. So Jesus, we read, speaks at the synagogue in Nazareth and he announces openly to people, I am the Messiah, I'm ready to get to work. So the question is, what is he going to do in that? What's his mission? And he shares this, or starts to share this with them by means of a quote from the Old Testament, a book of the prophet Isaiah. And you know, he's, he happens to be here in the, in, the, in the worship at the synagogue and he's invited to do the Bible reading. 
Um, and he chooses this particular passage. And I've got to say, by the way, I'm glad Ken didn't use this chance as a Bible reader to proclaim your Messiahship in front of us today. So thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, so the quote that Jesus um, brings is mostly from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 to 2. There's a phrase in there from Isaiah 58, verse 6 as well. And as Luke gives it, Jesus reads it this way. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So this is a quote from Isaiah. And then he says to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Or, to put it more bluntly, he says, This is happening right here, right now, right in front of you. So the question we might ask is, why did he choose these words from Isaiah? Well, this prophetic word that Isaiah gave, it was spoken to um, Israel hundreds of years before, to the Jewish people who were in exile in Babylon after being conquered. So it was a promise to those people for, of liberation and restoration from exile that God was going to bring. And it was a hope that they carried with them for many, many years. And as they were in exile, and even as they came back to Jerusalem, this, it was this ultimate promise. What is going to happen when we experience the presence of God with us again, as we saw in the video, when God's spirit rests on us again, fully and completely? What will that be like? It's coming. So a few weeks ago, we asked the question, what is the gospel? And this is what comes up <clears throat> as you start this gospel. And we saw that the gospel of Jesus, the good news that we proclaim, it's a comprehensive declaration of God's work in the world through Jesus himself. What is all the things that God is going to do? <clears throat> and so Jesus says, this is what Isaiah saw coming in this vision. There's a time coming when God is going to be fully known in the world, a time when the good news is going to be shared with poor people who need it. Freedom is going to come to people who are trapped, healing for the sick, oppressed people are going to be liberated, and the year of the Lord's favour is going to come, the year of the Lord's favour. Now that phrase, the year of the Lord's favour, it's probably a reference to the ancient practice of what we call the Jubilee. So in ancient Israel, according to the law of Moses, every 50 years there was supposed to be a time when all the debts in the, in the country were cancelled. People were to be set free from all their obligations that they'd accrued to each other, um, get back their land and be restored to the way things had been. <clears throat> and so the Jubilee was a fresh start, it was a restoration. And it was based on the fact that Israel was founded by God, setting free the, the, the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. And so the Jubilee was the year of the Lord's favour. It's a sign that God is really with you because he's making things the way they should be. So what you can see is that Jesus is saying that now, as he is with them here, the Jubilee is happening. And not just the normal Jubilee, a kind of Jubilee of Jubilees. Everything is happening. Everything's going to be forgiven. Everything's going to be set right. And so it's the ultimate good news it's the universal good news for everyone, nearly everyone. Um, I think it's good news for everyone except the people against uh, what, what God is going to do. So people who align themselves with the people who oppress, with the people who put those in prison. People like King Herod who persecuted John the Baptist and people like the empires and powers of the world today that kill and destroy and we know what they are. For those people, it's bad news that uh, the year of the Lord's favour is coming because their life's going to be upended. For everyone else, it's good news. 
Liberation's coming, forgiveness from God, healing, justice, the invitation to be filled with God's spirit. The calling also to participate in God's plans for the world, which is happening, Jesus says, today. It's happening in your hearing and it's going to go on forever. So this is what he's saying is happening. Unfortunately, we also see in this reading what's going to happen when Jesus brings this message to people. It meets with a resistance, we see, and a lack of understanding. And his own hometown crowd tries to throw him off a nearby cliff. Again, Ken, good thing you didn't proclaim your messiahship today. You never know what this crowd might do. They're pretty rowdy. Um, But Jesus avoids that for now. Later on, of course, the choice becomes more clear. Are you going to accept him? And the rejection becomes more clear too, all the way to those who sent Jesus to the cross because of it. But that's for another day. Today, though, we're meditating on what Jesus says here today. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus is presented as the triumphant, victorious saviour. He has defeated the temptations of the devil before this. He has been filled with the Holy Spirit. And he's come to bring freedom and salvation to all of us. And the good news as well is that we have opportunity to be agents of that good news ourselves. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was anointed with God's power, and that's what he offers to his followers as well. Two weeks ago, I thought, what does it mean for us to be baptised in the Holy Spirit as Jesus was? And one thing it means is is that what Jesus declared about himself is also supposed to be true of us. So as he reads it from Isaiah, we should hear these words being addressed to us as well. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. That's for us too. Now this week coming up is the start of the season of Lent, which you might know it's the season when we prepare for the celebration of Easter. Um, And it begins with Ash Wednesday this week. And there are many things that we can do in Lent to remind ourselves of the good news of Jesus, that he's our saviour, who died, he rose again, he fills us with his spirit and prepare ourselves to receive that. And on Wednesday, some of us are going to mark ourselves with ashes as a sign of our need for grace, for healing. Um, Today, as I uh, think this through with you, I'd like to have us us to have an opportunity uh, to reaffirm for ourselves our own Uh, reception of the good news, our baptism and the calling that we received when we were baptised. So our video on the Holy Spirit reminded us that the Spirit of God is pictured in the Bible. It's like a flame that rests over us, energising, giving us what we need to do God's work. So I would just like to invite you now to spend some time reaffirming the reality of God's Spirit in your life and asking that the good news would be true of the way that we act in the world. So asking God to reaffirm for us that the way that we act and by our actions and and the way we live, that people would be set free and oppression would be lifted. We would feel God's favour in our community. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give us a time of quiet now. There's going to be some gentle music playing. And what I invite you to do is just to spend some time asking God to reaffirm the work of his spirit in your life. And if you'd like to, when you've uh, had that time, just to come forward and light a candle and leave it here. It's a sign for us that the flame of the spirit is resting on us today and acknowledging that that, as followers of Jesus, that is our calling. Um, And when everyone has come forward who wants to, I'm going to say a prayer over us, asking that God 
would make that real for again and to affirm the spirit in our lives through Jesus. So I'm going to say a prayer, then I'll light the candles and I'll give you just some time to respond yourself if that's what you'd like to do today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the, the gift of your spirit. We thank you for the good news. We thank you that you anointed Jesus to bring good news to our world. We pray that the spirit of the Lord would be upon us to anoint us to be bearers of your kingdom for freedom, for liberation, healing, forgiveness and justice throughout the world. Please again ignite the flame of the spirit in our lives and send us out into your world. Amen.